What is up, everybody? My name is Sophie Lightning, and this is the first episode of my podcast, Shooting the Foam with Sophie Lightning. This is a BPN podcast. For more content like this, head to bpntoday.com. So for my first ever episode on my podcast, I wanted to tell a story uh, with you guys that I have never really shared all the way through, and that is my Nerf story. Whether you're following this podcast because I posted it on TikTok, Instagram, or you just follow BPN and you have no idea what you're joining, let me give you some backstory. My name's Sophie Lightning. I'm a sponsored nerfer with over 1 million followers on TikTok. I get free nerf products, and I attend events all over the country regarding nerf. I've been in multiple commercials on television and on YouTube and worked with some incredible creators throughout the past four years of my sponsorship. But the question I get asked all the time is, how did I get sponsored and how did I get here? So that's the topic of today's podcast. So my story starts freshman year of high school, and it's actually a rather sad beginning. My favorite thing to do during all of my free time was play soccer. I was really good at it. I absolutely loved it. All of my friends were on the soccer team. But right before I entered freshman year of high school, I got my tonsils removed, and at the hospital, they couldn't stop my throat from bleeding. This led the doctors to do some further tests and realized that I had a bleeding disorder known as von Willebrand's in which my blood does not clot, very similar to hemophilia. But the really bad part about this is that I could no longer play contact sports, especially soccer, especially as a goalie. So suddenly I found myself in the strange time entering high school, which is already nerve-wracking enough, suddenly losing my favorite hobby and the majority of my friends because they were then too busy to play soccer. Right around the same time, I also got my first smartphone as I was entering high school, and it's usually an appropriate time, I'd say, to get an actual, you know, iPhone. And at that time, I downloaded Instagram. When I first made my Instagram, I had no clue what I was going to do. I knew that a lot of my friends and people I went to school with were posting selfies or, you know, like vacation pictures. And I just personally don't really vibe with that, like myself. I don't really like to post selfies or like brag about my life or anything like that. So I really didn't know what to post, Uh, but I did make my Instagram name Nerfers101 right off the bat. Uh, It was kind of a joke, to be completely honest. My brother and I had this thing we would do uh, when we were bored. We would pretend to film Nerf reviews. So we filmed uh, an intro together and it would go, hey, I'm Sophie. And I'm Seth from Nerfers101, and that was our that was our little intro. We would alternate um, speaking. So when I made my Instagram, it just felt fitting to make it Nerfers101. That was already my email, and it was, like I'm saying, 50% a joke, but 50% something that I uh, really enjoyed. So anyway, I was, you know, sitting there, what am I going to post? What am I going to post? And I look around, and I'm surrounded by Nerf Blasters. It was completely just something that we had lying around. It was really fun to do. Um, I think most households just kind of have Nerf Blasters lying around, uh, even if you don't take it too serious. You know, playing with friends, family. uh, Whenever we would have, like, cookouts, we would have Nerf Wars. It was a pretty low-key thing, but we did have some lying around, and I was like, you know what? I like this. I'm going to post about something I like. So I posted a picture of my Nerf blasters and was just like, hey, I'm Sophie and I love Nerf. Welcome to my Instagram. In retrospect, the picture was terrible and it did not really fit a freshman, you know, teenage girl's Instagram. It was very, uh, very different from all of my friends. 
But the really cool thing that happened was I had some people start following on me and liking that picture that I didn't know. And then I would go on their page, you know, to see who they were. And it turned out that there were other nerfers my age. That was the coolest feeling ever. And that's where this whole story really begins is when I realized that I wasn't alone in this interest, in this hobby. And that by the use of social media, which is such a powerful thing anyway, the internet is so powerful for connecting people. I could, you know, create this community, a place where all of us could come together with similar interests. And that's what really, really inspired me to start to grow this Instagram. So I was by no means a good photographer at that point in time. Um, my pictures were pretty rough, but uh, I, I made a bet with myself that I would post every single day because instead of going to soccer practice, I just had this two hours a day that I didn't know what to do with. So when you do something every single day for, you know, a good hour, you do eventually get good at it. I kind of became, you know, a self-taught photographer in a lot of ways. If you do it every day, you learn what works, you learn what people like, what people don't like, you learn how to edit, take good pictures. And at the time I was taking all the pictures just on my iPhone 5C, um, but my pictures really did start to get better over time. And I started to gain, you know, a good amount of followers, a good amount of likes and comments per picture. And I was building this community that I had dreamt of when I downloaded Instagram. So around, the end of freshman year, I think I had around 5,000 followers, and this is where the whole story, you know, really starts to take off. I open up my Gmail one day, and there's an email there. It's from a contact that I did not know, but it was starred as important by my email. So I was like, well, this is important. I open it up, and it reads, hi, this is so-and-so from Nerf. And we love what you're doing on Instagram. We want to send you a package to say thank you and to say, you know, keep up the great work. And I just immediately remember bawling on the spot. Of course, it was happy tears, but uh, I literally just started sobbing when I read it because I was so um, surprised, excited, emotional. It was literally the craziest thing ever that this brand that I idolized, you know, had found me and took time to send me an email and thank me and then send me a package. So a few days later, I got my package and <laughs> I will never forget this. Um, it got delivered, it was wrapped up in Nerf tape so you could tell it was from Nerf and before I even opened it, I picked it up off the porch and just started crying and running down my street and showing all of my neighbors, look it, I got a package from Nerf. They took time to send me a package. This huge company that I love sent me a package. And uh, I just remember like, it, it was more exciting than any Christmas morning ever. Uh, the contents of the package also did not disappoint. It was a couple blasters, a shirt, and then it still like gets me when I talk about it. This blaster that the entire you know staff of Nerf signed and they all wrote super nice messages on it like keep up the great work. One of them was like think big, work hard, shoot foam, and um, it was just this surreal thing. I still have that box. It's in a case. Uh, that's like one of my most prized possessions. And that was when I realized, wow, they like what I'm doing. Maybe I got something here. I'm going to keep doing it. So that's what I did. I kept posting every day and uh, Nerf had my contact information. A couple of months later, I heard from them again that they wanted to send me an influencer package, which was, you know, I think about like eight samples of products. And once again, it was the coolest thing ever. I remember it was, we have, we had a, a long driveway at the time and it was such a heavy and large box 
that the FedEx guy left it at the top of our driveway. Usually they would put packages on our porch, but this one was at the end of the driveway and I had to like drag it to the house and it was so cool. And I don't know how to explain like the feeling of every time I get a Nerf package, how exciting it is. So those first like five packages were literally a dream come true and more exciting than Christmas for me. Now the next massive opportunity that Nerf presented to me and the next big thing that happened was I got an email that they wanted to send me to Los Angeles to film a YouTube video with YouTube and Vine star Zach King for Nerf's official YouTube channel. Uh, I cried again. <laughs> I cried a lot. I cried a lot about that one. And uh, without even asking for much information, I said yes. It turns out that the date of the filming aligned perfectly with my first week of college classes and I was attending a pretty prestigious university, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna miss my first week of college ever to go to Los Angeles to film this video. This was one of the first times I had flown alone, one of the first times, well, the first time I had ever been flown out by a company, was, you know, set to record something on camera. It was super scary, but also exhilarating and incredibly exciting. And I, I wish I could like bottle my emotions leading up to that event because the anticipation was absolutely insane. So in Los Angeles, I got to obviously meet Zach King, meet some of the people from Nerf that, you know, I hadn't met before. And I got mic'd up officially. I had cameramen. I had to, you know, like talk on camera, ad lib. I got to have a Nerf battle for like four hours with Zach King, who was someone I really looked up to and was another social media star that I was just like, I want to be like you someday, doing what he loves. Uh, making a lot of money doing what he loves and that was truly like one of the coolest days ever. I remember after Los Angeles checking YouTube daily um, to see when they would upload the video and obviously it's this full-length production there was like 10 different cameras used three different mics um, so it took them a while to upload it and once again, it's like these super vivid memories um, of each moment because I was in the parking lot of like Bed Bath & Beyond or something. I was in a parking lot and I got a YouTube notification. Nerf Nation official just posted a video and it's Zach King battles against Nerfers 101. And I cried. <laughs> I think I have an issue um, with crying when I'm happy, but I literally cried and it was uh, insane. I watched it all the way through. Then I called my mom, made her watch it with me still in the parking lot. Called my grandmother, made her watch it. Called my dad, not in that order, but called my brother. Just called basically everyone I knew, put it on every social media that I had and watched that video probably about 50 times. Not even to watch myself, but just I couldn't get over the fact that my name was in the title of a YouTube video on Nerf's official channel. And that's the first of a few, but I still can't get over that. It was uh, insane. I mean, truly that was probably one of those moments where I was like, this is something I really wanna do long-term. Uh, I'm so passionate about this product, so passionate about creating content and this opportunity uh, just changed the game for me in a lot of ways. It made me realize that there was a lot of things that I could do with this and that I just had to put in, you know, as much effort as I had been and keep going with it. 
So after that event, I got invited to New York Toy Fair for the Hasbro showroom, which is uh, invite only actually, which is kind of bananas. Um, so basically you get to go in to this huge uh, building in basically right near Times Square and check out the new products that are set to come out for the following year. Uh, a lot of times it's the first look at a lot of them, exclusive reveals. And that's when I got to actually meet people at Nerf. It was so cool to meet the people at Nerf, talk to them. I was like, you guys are literally doing my dream job, which is creating and marketing, you know, these fun toys. I got, they all knew who I was, <laughs> which was insane to me. Um, they, you know, I expect like the marketing people to know, but even the head of Nerf was like, hi, Sophie, how are you? Uh, it was insane. <laughs> the whole time I kind of felt like I was in a dream, uh, but I also created content from it. Those are some of like my most viewed pictures, typically our toy fair. Uh, I got to kind of break the news on a lot of blasters. It was so, 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 so fun. All right, as if I haven't told enough stories of me crying so far in this podcast, let's add one more. And I hope the person I'm talking about listens to this podcast because he knows this so well. So I get a DM one day from this guy named Jared Gwines, and I was slightly familiar with him. I knew he hosted some type of Nerf event in Texas. I didn't really know much more. He asked for, you know, my phone number, and I was like, sure, here you go. He called me. He goes, hi, I'm Jared. I host the world's largest Nerf War, and I want you there as a special guest in March. So <laughs> I didn't know him, so I muted the, f- the phone call, and I was in my college dorm. I muted the phone call, literally screamed, unmuted it, and was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I can fit that in. I think I can fit that in. Sounds pretty cool. Sounds pretty cool. You know, on the inside, I'm literally screaming and crying all at the same time. But on the outside, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think he would disagree. I probably did actually sound very excited on the phone call, too. Um, but yeah, I said yes before I even knew the dates once again. <laughs> and it, it happened to be spring break, so it worked out perfectly. Uh, and we'll go in, we'll, we'll dive into that event a little bit now. So the event itself is is a dream come true in a lot of ways anyway. It's literally the, the world's largest Nerf battle. It's hosted on the AT&T football stadium where the Dallas Cowboys play, which is one of those stadiums with a roof that's like retractable. So my, my football team is the Patriots and we don't have a retractable roof. So I was so excited just to see the retractable roof. It was so funny. Uh, but the day before the event, we got to go out on the field and I'm also a huge NFL fan. Uh, it was so insane to be standing on that field and it's so quiet that's the craziest thing if you ever have a chance to go into a football stadium when there's not a game going on the quietness is like bananas you wouldn't you can't i can't even explain it but anyway that night uh friday night leading up to the nerf event we had a youtuber meet and greet and uh, although i was on instagram i counted for that so we actually had fans come and meet us and that was insane. I was super worried going into that because like I'm saying, you know, I'm next to these huge Nerf celebrities and there's me who posts on Instagram. I figured people wouldn't even know what I looked like, but I had actually a pretty good amount of people that were really excited to meet me. I gave away some shirts. It was so, so, so fun. I autographed blasters for the first time in my life and that was so stressful because it's so permanent, but it was also just so, so cool. The day of the Nerf battle, is a day that I'll never remember from start to finish. I could tell you everything that happened every second. Um, but some highlights were getting Jared uh, introduced me in front of the 4,000 attendees, and I got to go on stage. 
and it was, here's Sophie Lightning, and then five seconds later, and Dude Perfect. And for this solid three minutes, I was on stage with Dude Perfect, um, just hanging out with them, kind of, which was insane. For those of you that don't know, Dude Perfect are these huge YouTubers that I've been watching for at least like eight years at the time. Um, so that was, that was, oh, that was so cool. And just getting to be on stage and just kind of like waving to everybody, it was, it was insane. And then of course, just being, you know, part of this historic event and having a Nerf battle on a football field with all of these Nerf fanatics, uh, it was, it was just unbelievable. Uh, but another really cool thing that happened that day was right before the doors opened, we had about two hours of this free time um, where people were setting up for the, for the event. And this was, this was stressful, but also so fun. They had Nerf's actual Hasbro's talent team come out, mic us up, and then we were filming demos of new products that weren't yet announced. And uh, it was so stressful for me because, like I said, I was on Instagram at the time, so I wasn't even used to being in front of the camera. They gave me this one blaster that was like, in my opinion, the least important of the blaster reveals, and they gave the more important ones to the actual YouTubers. But the lady came over, she said, here's the things we need you to say, and you ad lib the rest. And I think I did pretty well because I was only set to film that one, and I think I filmed three in the end. <laughs> um, and then those were all posted on YouTube shortly after on Nerf's official channel as well. Uh, once again, I posted that on every social media I have, called everyone I know to have them watch it. And it's so funny because I really didn't even know what I was doing. I make some pretty funny faces throughout, but uh, that's of course me just being judgmental. They're, they're pretty epic and it was just insane. That event ended with all of us exhausted getting dinner that night and I was just sitting at this table full of Josh Horton, um, Jared, a bunch of other YouTubers, all these people that I really looked up to sitting at, you know, table, just eating dinner with them. And that was another moment for me where I was like, this is a dream come true. And I didn't cry, <laughs> fortunately at that time, but it was still, uh, it was just unbelievable. All right, I'm gonna get into TikTok very soon, but there's one more story I wanna share that was pre-TikTok, which was another trip to Los Angeles with Nerf. Nerf um, flew me and Jared out to Los Angeles to help open up the Nerf arena uh, that they were opening there. So we got to go in a day early and I got to meet some incredible people that day too, like Smile Squad, Ian from Smosh, uh, just so many people uh, that were all there, you know, with Hasbro to check it out, create some content. It was so cool. Uh, it was literally this huge Nerf arena on the top of a building. Part of it was actually outside on the rooftop and I love California. It was December, so it I'm from Maine, so it was freezing back home, and I was having this surreal experience having a Nerf war with Nerf, with a free trip to Los Angeles, on a roof, in beautiful weather, at nighttime. It was, it was so cool, and with all of these insane people that I never thought I would be in the same room with. The following day was opening day, and I got recognized by a couple fans, which was, it's always insane. And then we filmed some content with the brand once again. Fortunately, by that time, I was feeling more comfortable being on camera. Once again, those got posted somewhere, and I flipped out, called everyone I knew when they got posted. Uh, I got to go, there was like a day in between, so I got to go to Disneyland with Jared. Uh, it's one of the trips that I will never forget. So fun, so amazing. Uh, but unfortunately, shortly after that trip, COVID, you know, really became an issue in the world. 
And I kind of found myself in that same position as freshman year of high school. I was suddenly not working uh, at my part-time job, not in college anymore. I was doing online courses. Obviously the whole world was, but for me it was just this really weird feeling of, you know, being all alone again, being isolated, being bored, having way too much free time and nothing to do, just like freshman year of high school. So I was like, I'm not going to sit here and do nothing. I'm going to do something with this time. I already have this brand built on Instagram and I was like, you know what? Let's try TikTok. And I just want to preface this by saying that my goal has always been basically no goal. Just doing something I love because I love it and seeing what would happen. When I joined TikTok, I was like, maybe I'll get 20,000 followers like I have on Instagram. And it'll be a really cool second platform where I can post these short videos. I had no expectations, no, um, you know ulterior motive. I was just there to have fun and spend the time while I was in quarantine. So there's a lot of little pieces here, but the main thing was that I did just like freshman year. I posted at least one TikTok a day for a solid two months. And I think that that really helped. That consistency really started to grow my page. Uh, I posted, I don't remember exactly which video went viral first, but the first time I had a video go viral, I was on my phone for about five hours straight, just watching the views go up and then, you know, like freaked out. <laughs> cried <laughs> when it finally hit a million. I think it was around like 11 p.m. I FaceTimed one of my best friends and I was crying on FaceTime and I was like, this is insane. I never expected, you know, one of my TikToks to get a million views. It's crazy. Um, that's also the time that I started to realize that people can be very mean as well. Uh, when a video goes viral, I noticed that you get, uh, you know, a lot more hate than on your other TikToks, on your other content. So that was when it was really positive. I was gaining so many followers. I think I gained like 20,000 followers in one day, but I also got 20,000 hate comments. So it was kind of this double-edged sword uh, that kind of started this whole little drama, if that's what you want to call it, between me and TikTok. That being said, uh, I realized that hate was going to happen and I had to figure out how to deal with it. And now the hate doesn't bother me at all. I truly feel bad for people who hate and I just wanted to like put this in the podcast just a little bit uh, because there are so many hateful comments still on my videos and it's it's just kind of ridiculous and funny. It doesn't bug me anymore but it did bug me for a little bit and uh, I just wanted to include that because I did stick through and I think it's really important to remind everybody to stick through you know that adversity that you're bound to face. So I think I had you know, like two more videos go viral and then literally like with the blink of an eye I was at 500,000 followers and once again I didn't have anything else to do so I watched that happen I was on um on on my computer watching the live count and watching it change and I was getting like 10 followers a minute so it was so crazy when that happened I got it on video I cried <laughs> and I was like this is far past anything I had ever imagined, and this is bananas. I did a little giveaway. My fans mean the world to me, uh, and that was the way I could say thank you. Kept posting TikToks, um, and then the story basically explodes. After a few viral videos, I started to get emails from a bunch of different brands. I got followed by 24K 
Golden, who is one of my favorite artists of all time, who wrote the song City of Angels, if you guys are familiar, among some other verified insane creators. TSM only follows like 10 people. They followed my TikTok. It was crazy. And then I, like I said, I had these brands start coming out of the woodwork, basically. A lot of them I had to say no to. They didn't fit the content. It felt very um, sellout-ish. But there were other brands such as Nerd Clothing, uh, which is something that I'm super passionate about. They're all about taking the word nerd back and a portion of their proceeds go to building esport programs in schools. And I started to realize that there was actual money to be made on TikTok if you do it the right way. You don't have to sell out to still make money. And then I hit 1 million followers. I cannot explain how surreal that still is to even say out loud. If I'm being completely honest, it feels fake. Like it feels like a dream. I actually have to pinch myself every time I say it. And I start to get emotional because like I said, I thought 20K would be cool. One million. <laughs> I It was bananas. And I'm not a person who, you know, is like my value is completely dependent on how many followers I have or anything like that, but it is quite a cool accomplishment and it absolutely blew my mind. Uh, the And then some really cool things happen. So I got a PO box and I get fan mail just about every day. The fan mail is phenomenal and that's partly what helps me get through the hate. It's all these kids who are saying, you know, that they followed my message, what I was trying to share on TikTok, which is just to be happy, be passionate, and be yourself, which is truly what I think is like the most important thing in the world is being yourself, being authentic. Uh, So I get fan mail that is so thankful, and I'm so thankful to receive that thankful fan mail. And then I started getting recognized in public at things that were not nerf events. So it's one thing, obviously, if you go to a niche nerf event to get noticed, makes sense. It's another thing to literally just be at work in Maine of all places and have a kid recognize you. It's starting to be a daily occurrence. About two to five kids a day recognize me at work. Uh, It is (laughs) like the most insane thing in the entire world. I can't even explain it. Um, I get to sign their skateboards and all of this stuff. It's so, so cool. And then obviously uh, BPN shot me an email as well. And I was so thrilled. I'd always wanted to do a podcast. I love live streaming, which is very much like a podcast to me. So it's very cool to be able to create a podcast that's, you know, kind of like what I would be doing on live stream anyway, telling my story. Uh, more brands, left and right, G Fuel, uh, some other blaster brands. A lot of other people started to notice me, work with me, and now I'm able to do this. Uh, have a podcast, which is insane. I'm still in college. I'm also still working part time, and I'm genuinely just so beyond grateful and happy for the experiences that I have. And obviously, I love Nerf. This whole story started because I lost something I love, soccer, and replaced it with something else that I loved, and then ran with that passion, ran with that love. If there's anything I want you guys to get out of this first podcast, I hope you don't think I'm being egotistical or braggy uh, by making this the first episode. My whole goal by this podcast is to help inspire some of you and tell my story um, about someone who, like, it was not cool. 
let me be clear here. It was not the cool thing to be posting pictures of Nerf blasters throughout high school. It was not the cool thing to be having Nerf wars in high school. Um, but that I did not let that stop me. It was something I enjoyed and still enjoy doing. And now I get to do it um, with the majority of my time, which is unbelievable. And my goal is to someday work for Nerf, or we'll see what happens. But uh, I would I would love to work for them someday. It's it's just insane. Uh, like I said, I literally feel like I'm living in a dream, and I get to be a hundred percent myself every day, which is the best gift I could possibly ask for and quite possibly what I'm most grateful for and I hope that you guys can also be yourselves you know like I said everybody's gonna hate everybody's gonna be negative but you can't let that negativity get to you and I can't imagine imagine if I had just given up or if I had deleted TikTok when I got some hate or if my friends convinced me to stop posting uh, pictures of Nerf blasters and I just posted selfies I, I can't even imagine what my life would be like Uh, But there's no life I would rather have right now, if I'm being completely honest. This is, like I said, a literal dream. And I just want to thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Obviously, you might be wondering, you know, what are you going to talk about next week? How are you going to make a Nerf podcast? So I have so many uh, ideas, things I want to talk about, ranging from how to host Nerf Wars on your own to the complexity of selling toy guns in 2020, uh, even to giving you some tips on how to grow your own social media page for your own niche hobby. It doesn't have to be Nerf, doesn't even have to be toys, Uh, but I think I have the experience and knowledge to share some uh, advice with you guys. I hope you stick through and join me for next week's episode. This is Sophie Lighting signing off. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to check me out on literally any social media, it's Nerfers101. Thanks, guys. This is a BPN podcast. For more content like this, head to bpntoday.com.